you can bet I'm doing numbers and my stock is going up cause of my hunger. When you see me in my zone, I'm locked in, not clocked in, I'm never boxed in. When you see me in my when I'm in my zone, I feel like I'm alone, I feel like I'm unknown. Ladies and gentlemen, it is season three of Gentlemen's Talk. Back like we never motherfucking left. I am your man, Mr. G. You. God damn it, that was a hell of an intro. I am your boy, DJ Michael B. Let's get it. And without further ado, we is in that thing for season three. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the premiere. We can't believe we made it this far. Season two ended the same way we thought it would end. It ended great. Now we're going to start season three off with a motherfucking bang. Hey. <laughs> so what's really good, man? What's the weekend been like? Uh, man, the weekend was freaking amazing. Uh, You know, did some some Little League little league football DJing. Um, My homegirl had a party. Uh, Sunday, I pretty much chilled. Well, Sunday was a very eventful Sunday, and I don't want to really get into all the drama that happened Sunday morning, but it ended on a very good night, especially with, hold up, we them boy, they lost, it was beautiful, and I was with two Cowboys fans, and they were in, they were in shock, I, I can't I mean, make this stuff you, up. <laughs> did you expect anything else? No, because I picked the Buccaneers, and I thought the Buccaneers, like, the Cowboys really got lucky the Buccaneers didn't score more. It don't matter, because Julio looked great. Julio did look great. Julio didn't look like... You had an old man throwing to another old man, yep. and they looked like some young men out there. Well, you called that. You said Julio was going to revive in, in Tampa Bay with Tom. Um, Absolutely. So let's get to the million-dollar question. What's up? How'd your fantasy weekend go? Um, I won in our league. Okay. I won in our league. Um, Luckily, I might add, because I had a couple of uh, – Blunders? Uh, man. Uh. It seems that Josh Allen definitely lived up to the first overall pick for me, thank the Lord, because had he not put up 60 points in our league, I would have probably lost. I thought he put up like 69 for you. He put up, uh, let me see, he put up 61. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. He put up 61, uh, 297, three, three passing touchdowns. Uh, he did take two sacks, you know what I'm saying, but... uh. I had some good things. I, I had some real good things. Michael Pittman Jr. had 121 yards and a touchdown. It was beautiful, even though it happened to the Texans. But I mean, he he's one that came up very big because, on my part, these are the guys I left on the bench: Clyde Edwards-Helaire, mm. Jalen Waddle, mm. and Christian Kirk. Damn. Damn. 21, Damn. 24, and 18. I needed every bit of Nick Chubb's 20 points, every bit of Michael Pittman's 24, and every bit of Josh Allen's 61. Because outside of them, I put up 9 and 9 is 18, 18 and 5. I put up 23 points outside of them between four players, and I still won. And I still put up 195 points. So... In our league, I did not win week one. Our our new guy, um, Juan, decided to, his team decided to go to fuck off. They did. Uh, he put up 225 points in week Ridiculous. one. Ridiculous. Uh, I put up 151 because um, Joe Burrow decided to kind of show up. 
Uh, Debo Samuel was playing in a, in a swamp of a game. Austin Eckler was a no-show. Kyle Pitts was a no-show. Najee Harris left the game with a foot sprain thingy mm-hmm. Um Alvin Kamara was not utilized in his normal everyday fashion. The leading scorers for my team were literally Cincinnati's defense, Cleveland's defense, and Miles motherfucking Garrett. <laughs> Hey, speaking of that, um, I think I think I have uh, whose defense? One of my defenses went off, and I didn't even I didn't even think to 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 look at this defense. Yeah, uh, I think it was Miami that went off. Yeah, and while we talking yeah, about Miami put like, up thirty two points. Yeah, so mind you, um, the man that scored two twenty five in our league did not was not the leading scorer. The leading scorer in our league was actually Jerry by, I know. with with two twenty nine because we talked about how how the league is structured so ladies and gentlemen let me shine a little bit of light on this for you jared started the pittsburgh steelers defense and the pittsburgh steelers defense put up 56 and a half points hey jared don't think don't get comfortable with that that's not going to happen new orleans put up 16 this man put up 70 plus points from just his two defenses and then micah parsons also gave him 12 and a half points so his defense is oh shout out to Devin White. Devin White gave me sixteen. Showed the fuck out. Oh no, like I said, hey Miles Garrett showed out for me too, so I was not mad. I'm not gonna. This is the the fact that he put up two something, and Cortland Sutton only had nine points, and uh, Andrews only had six. Yeah, that's that's freaking insane. Yeah, because like for me, even if I would have. Um, even if I'd have put Michael Thomas in my lineup, I still would have lost. So, like, I was going to lose, but for those who've been in our league long enough, y'all know how I draft, so I'm not concerned yeah, yeah, about we week know. one because talk to me in week 10. But Miles Garrett did give me 15 and a half points, and I have Von Miller as my backup defensive guy who put up this 13 is something, points. So. This is something we don't see often in our league. What was that? Even, if, even after week one, this might be the first time I've seen this. You're in last place. I am. That's insane. I scored the least amount of points in week one. Man. That will not be the case in week two. Yeah, definitely won't be the case in week two. I have I like my matchups. I have Matthew Stafford against the Falcons. I got Debo against Seattle. Gabriel Davis against Tennessee. Austin Eckler against Kansas City. Uh, Najee Harris against the Patriots. Um, Alvin Kamara against the Bucks, which I'm still on the fence about. And I've got Kyle Pitts against the Rams. So, and then I've got oh, Cincinnati's defense against the Cowboys. Cleveland's defense with against, Cooper Rush. And then I got the Cleveland defense against the Jets, which means I got Miles Garrett against the Jets. So I'm not concerned about my week two. I'm debating between Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow, but I think Stafford is <coughs> a better matchup to score a lot of points. I'm, I'm kind of struggling. On who to well, Keenan Allen is um out, out, which absolutely sucks. So I'm probably going to start Waddle in in his place. Um, I don't know if to pull. I don't know if to pull Aaron Jones. That's tough because his I, his backup was pretty good too. I don't know if to pull Aaron Jones. They're playing Chicago. Yeah, um, that's gonna be a. You already know how these division games go. Yeah, they're playing Chicago, and I mean, it's possible that he could still go off and they still lose the game, a la Jonathan Taylor. So yeah. So let's talk about um, let's talk about what happened in 
CJ's league this past weekend. Well, I lost. You did. Yeah. You lost to me. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> I put up 236 points, which was not the leading score. Um, actually, the leading score was um, Isaiah, who put up 247. So, finished number two in scoring on that one. But um, that one, I had Justin Herbert balling out. Um, Debo Samuel balled out. Jerry Judy went the fuck off. I cannot believe I left Saquon on the freaking bench, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had Joe Mixon go off, and, of course, I had Russ go off. Oh, somebody's at my door. Pause. Well, well, well. Okay, so uh, I had I left Saquon Barkley on the bench, and he put up 34. That would have done some. This is a two-quarterback league, by the way. So um, I opted to play. Aaron Rodgers over Saquon Barkley and over was who over Trey Lance. Trey Lance put up 21 points at least. Aaron Rodgers gave me 10 as a quarterback. 10 as a quarterback. Freaking pathetic that Aaron Rodgers only gave me 10 points as a freaking quarterback in fantasy. And it's not all his fault. They can't catch a cold. Fuck that. They can't catch Corona over there. This shit is stupid. Alan Lazard and Tanya needs to come back quick because if they don't, uh, man, this this might be this might be the the year where we see the Packers out the playoffs for the first time in a while because this is, a, they they're getting no separation and Rodgers is putting the ball only where his receivers can get it. And they can't catch. Highly possible. Um, which is funny. So, like, in this league, ironically, I <clears> left <throat> Gabriel Davis, Michael Thomas, and Nick Chubb all on the bench. Thank God. Because I had – this league is a little bit different the way that uh, CJ has it structured because we have – if you notice, we have one less offensive starter, which yeah. changes everything because you have to start two defensive players and a defense and a kicker. Yeah. So I, I had Devin White and Roquan Smith who went the fuck off. And I started the Colts defense over the Broncos defense, which only a two and a half point difference. So no big deal there. Um, My money league, I also went the fuck off. I led, I led the entire league in scoring in the money league, which was the way it was panning out. I mean, after Thursday, I was like, okay. I had gotten 52 points right off the rip from Cooper Cup and Gabriel Davis. And then Patrick Mahomes, you know, decided to have the game of his life. So I <laughs> Tell got, me about it. I got 36 points from Patrick Mahomes, 17 from Nick Chubb, 19 from Javante Williams, 34 from Cooper <clears throat> Cup, 22 from Michael Thomas, 18 from Gabriel Davis, 12 from Pat Fryermuth, 17 That's from Miles dog. Sanders, uh, 7 from McPherson, the Bengals kicker, and 5 points from New Orleans defense. Oh, my God. Excuse Micah for a second. We did not take our uh, take our drink to start the show. It's okay. <clears throat> we'll we will take our drink. Wow. Here shortly. Wow, wow. So, no oh, season three. You don't know what to expect. So we decided to change it up just a little bit because it's a season three. We wanted to do things just a tad bit different for this particular one because hey, we made it to season three. Yeah. So for this one, we normally would take a shot, but. For this one, we are switching up, and we are going to do a glass of wine uh-huh. in the sake of gentlemen's like. So this is here from Cooper's. It's a red wine blend. And I got this from, of course, our local HEB. Here. 
everything's better. Still looking for that sponsorship. I'm trying to tell you. Y'all got to tag H-E-B and let them know, man. Cheers to the sky. Cheers to you. That's nice. That's a spicy red blend. Smooth as can be, though. Oh, you are, yeah. I mean, you know how I choose things. So, that's how our fantasy looks. Not too bad. Week two, got some adjustments to make. Obviously, planning for Austin Eckler to be out. I mean, not Austin Eckler, sorry, Keenan Allen to be out. Yeah, I got Keenan um, Allen planning for him to be out. Um, so, oh, um, while we're on that subject, um, so myself and DJ Michael Bogus were eliminated from our Survivor League because for some motherfucking reason, the Colts and Texans decided to have a fucking tie. And in Survivor League, if you draw a tie, you lose. Because you got to win to advance. Because it's not a win. So we had five players in our Survivor League. After week one, we have one sole survivor. And he won already. He's won, he won our league. Because I... we had one. We had me and Micah choose. We, had, we chose the Colts. We had a guy choose the 49ers and another one chose the Broncos. They all lost. He chose the Ravens. All, we, all the ones we thought were obvious picks. Right. Well, besides the 49ers, I don't. Yeah, besides the that 49ers, was, that I don't. Was, that was more of a toss them. I wouldn't. Have, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't have chosen the Niners this early, but. But you. But you know what? That's a lesson to all the listeners out there. Because me and you went against the golden rule: stay away from division rival games. They get ugly. And that game was exactly that. Uh, it's fucking atrocious. This dude. Um. I can. I can. I can choke. Uh. Uh quarterback um matt ryan i could choke matt ryan out Ma- oh Maddie, my goodness Maddie lukewarm exactly because he ain't maddie ice no more hell no nah, that motherfucker melting like a glacier and that, i've been sitting i've been sitting here defending this man for years now man it it's over he's done fam just go ahead and retire dog you still my boy you know what i'm saying you you, you gave me some very very good good years in fantasy i'm talking about 10 good years because i picked him every year if they still would have had Phillip Rivers, they probably would have won that game. Man, who's to know? I don't know. But that's what happened. So, yeah. So, we talked Hell, about if it. they still had Jacoby Brissett, I think they would have won that game. I don't know. The way he played against, uh, against the Panthers. Though. So, with that being said, we are debuting a new segment that is going to, for me personally, for the time being, take place of the Real Talk segment because we are in the midst of a high octane ass sports season yes we are so and it's just getting started this is going to be gq's fantasy do's and don'ts well i'm already on the list for the don'ts so, i drafted a quarterback number one <laughs> nah nah this is this is kind of like our well it's kind of like your monday morning quarterback except since we do it on wednesday night it's gonna be our wild out wednesday type okay of okay so let's start with some don'ts the most important week one fantasy don't is to not panic. Don't panic. Don't panic and drop players, key players, marquee players, because <laughs> it's one fucking week. Uh oh. Which now leads into why I told you I had something important to tell you oh. about what you, what um somebody in one of our leagues did, also known as CJ, the Iceman. Speaking he, of, he he about to be lukewarm too. He um he dropped Kyle Pitts, and I picked up Kyle Pitts. You know what? I'm not even mad because 
you dropped what you McCartan was like, hey, I dropped them. So uh Well yeah, I told you. Yeah. But you've seen my roster. Yeah, you don't need like, it. It's different. I I could afford yes. So what he's referring to is I did drop Clyde Edwards Alaire, but this was prior to um week one starting because mm-hmm. I already have literally Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, and Alvin Kamara. Yeah. I don't need I I'm not can't do anything with him. I couldn't I didn't even need to trade him for anything. Like, there was nothing Cl- I could do with him. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was for me when I picked him up was more like a you know, I still uh I got some solid running backs, but every now and then I need the person I know that's just gonna go the hell off mm-hmm. against a bad team, and he always goes off against bad teams. Yeah, it's always a good team. So my next fantasy, don't, don't rely on the name. Oh, for sure. People do it all the time, though. People do it all the time. Look at how the drafts went. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think the biggest thing with this is. People have to understand that um, there's boys out here that probably get, let's say, 65 yards receiving in a game. Yeah. Right? You get five five catches, 65 yards. But in that five and 65, you get a touchdown. And I don't know how many of y'all actually keep up with fantasy and do it, but a touchdown and six points in fantasy. Um, dude, there are players that produce that aren't household names. I'm look, just just a couple of years ago when Christian McCaffrey went down and I got uh Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Mike Davis went off the rest of the season. And he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't rushing for two for, for one fifty and one hundred and stuff. He was going for eighty five, eighty six yards, two touchdowns. I picked him up. You went to go pick him up, but I already got, oh, my good. The minute I got that news, I said, oh, time to get him. Yeah. So You beat me to the punch, though. That would. It's probably the only time I ever beat you to the punch. Yeah. So my last fantasy, don't. Don't overreact to players going off in week one. Here's why I say that. Of course, we'll talk about our um, fantasy, I mean, excuse me, our NFL um, recap here in a minute, but. A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, all went off for over 120 yards of their respective, whether it's Michael rushing Pittman. or receiving. Michael Pittman. Do not overreact. Because that's not going to be what they do every week. Okay, no. Ain't no way in hell Justin Jefferson averaging 180 yards a fucking week. No, no, no. But that doesn't mean not to play Justin Jefferson, bro. No, no, no. So. What I said is don't overreact. I know. I, I, I know. Playing. I know. I'm just saying. Hey, they need to know that. Don't mean don't play Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is elite. <laughs> don't. Hey. Now prepare yourself accordingly because how we talked about Michael Pittman. If Michael Pittman gives you two, even three games of over a hundred yards, that's when you start thinking about selling high. Yeah. Because Michael Pittman ain't going to be able to keep that for the rest of the season. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Especially not with Matty Ice throwing yeah. him the like, ball. You know, your usual suspects are going to do your usual suspect things. That is what it is. So let's talk about the fantasy dues. Trust your lineup. If you set your lineup, trust your lineup. Do not change your lineup at 11.59 or 11.55. Trust your lineup. If you put in the legwork to set your lineup prior to the Thursday, prior to the Sunday, however you do your thing, trust your lineup. 
unless you have an injury designation. Obviously, monitor the injury thing because George Kittle went out late this week. I think he went out Friday. Mm -hmm. I think it was like Friday or Saturday. So, obviously, if you have a guy that's questionable, keep an eye on the injury report. Another fantasy do. Play the guys who always produce. Yes, Aaron Rodgers produced like shit. That doesn't mean you drop him. He's going to have his weeks where he is probably the number one quarterback in fantasy. Happens. Joe Burrow played like shit until the second half. He salvaged his game. He salvaged it. Yeah. Matthew, Matthew Stafford played like shit. Salvaged it. Somebody in our money league actually dropped Matthew Stafford. If I didn't already have Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, I would consider picking him up. But I'm content with my quarterback situation. And I don't want a third quarterback. And you shouldn't. Um. So, yeah, that's a big one. And one more fantasy do, which is probably the most important do. Always, always, always keep an eye on the waivers. Mm. Because something's going to give. Obviously, don't drop somebody, don't drop a marquee player for a guy who's hot. Because somebody who's hot, who's normally not, typically ends the season not being that hot. Yeah. Like a lot of people picked up Isaiah Pacheco from the Chiefs. Mind you, he got all of his production in garbage time. <laughs> and that don't make a lot of sense. A lot of people went out and picked up Boston Scott because Boston Scott got a lot of production towards the end. I mean, that's cool, but season long, as long as Miles Sanders is healthy, Miles Sanders is going to be the guy. So a lot there, of There is no team. And let me, let me make this clear. There is uh, no team that is just well probably except the Texans um that are just, that is just so bad that every single week they are going to get blown out so i mean look oj howard gave you two touchdowns for the texans that shit came out of nowhere out of nowhere and it ain't going to happen um, again <laughs> brandon brandon cooks salvaged his fantasy day a little bit um the other, your second receiver. Brandon Cooks is basically in double coverage, yeah. though. So yeah. yeah, and your second receiver couldn't even take advantage of it. Yeah. Um. Why well, I can't remember his name right now. Um. I don't remember his name right now. I didn't even get to. I didn't even get to watch the game because I was um, asleep after Sunday morning drama. Damian Pierce didn't get to ball out like people thought he would because Rex Burkhead, you know, showed up and showed out. Uh, Texans defense decided to actually show up and play football this past Sunday. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Henceforth, why this tie? Well, I mean, until Jonathan Taylor finally got cooking in the second half, but it was too late by that point. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, those are my fantasy do's and don'ts for this week. Speaking of overreactions, right after that game, not even a, not, I think it was Tuesday. It might be yesterday. Oh no, I think it was Monday. The coach dropped the kicker, <laughs> and I was just like, "Yo, you want to talk about an overreaction?" Like, hey, man, what the hell? <laughs> Bro, Rodrigo Blankenship was a stud last year. Oh, man. And then they was like, nah, fam, get up out of here. We ain't like you and your Heelys. Fuck oh. I feel bad for that dude, man. He he really was he was really good last year, and he 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 at least deserved another two or three weeks to see if he panned out. Um, who knows? Maybe somebody will pick him up and give him a chance. He He's going to be employed. He's not going to be unemployed for long. That, yeah. No, nah, he's... He's a solid kicker, not perfect, but he's definitely a solid a solid kicker. Um So let's look a look at week 1 of the NFL. Yeah. Let's get us a recap. Uh before so, let's go ahead and review review reveal 
our standings. So after week one, DJ Michael Boggess is 10, 5, and 1. I follow suit with him being 9, 6, and 1. Um, that Broncos game hurt us both. Both. That tie fucked us both. Yep. Um, I got him in the in the Browns game. He got me in the Titans Giants game. Hey, what's up, NYG? Um, he got he got me in the Rams Bills game. I chose the Rams. He chose the Bills. And then we both got bit by the Niners, the Bengals, and the Broncos. Yeah. Did we re- wait? Wait. Who, the, the Niners played the Ravens. Nope. The Niners played the Bears. That's Niners the Bears played... with that upset win. Oh yeah. Okay. So see. So the the. Oh the... yeah. Oh, we got bit by the Jags too because we thought the Jags would beat the Commanders. Well, that was the other one. Which I mean, after I mean, that that was more of a just a pick them and hope for the best. Um, no, I, I really thought you know I got high hopes for for the for the Jags this year to at least win seven games. I figured that would be one of them, but clearly that didn't make a goddamn difference. <laughs> um, so, what would you say was the most for you the most intriguing game of last week, week one? Um. I thought the the most the most intriguing game to me was uh yeah I'm I'm gonna say Buffalo L A and the reason why okay. I think it was the most intriguing it was because it was the only game I saw well no even uh uh I lied I'm a, I'm gonna take that back I'm gonna say the Chargers and uh Chargers and uh, Raiders. Raiders. Division game. The Chargers and Raiders, I think, was the most intriguing game because it really was close, and it just defined how hard it's going to be in that division. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and for me, it was, it was the Chiefs-Cardinals game. And the reason it was the most intriguing because it looked literally as if the Chiefs didn't miss a beat. So I, I'm happy you brought that up because you remember I said I had a question for you. We said not to overreact to week one. Of course. So, but I'm going to overreact here and ask you a question just to see what you see what you think about this because it's related to that game. Is it possible that Patrick Mahomes has been a little underrated because everybody kept on saying, well, he has Tyreek Hill. He has Travis Kelsey. He, ha- he has elite receivers all over. He has elite talent all around him. So... You take away his number one receiver. Obviously, he still got Travis Kelsey at one point. Did he have Sammy Watkins at one point? Did yes. He? You take away Sammy Watkins, you replace them, Juju Smith-Schuster and... Valdez Scantling. Valdez Scantling. And you still got Byron Pringle. Yeah. Um, I always forget the other guy he has. Um, and he's got an assortment of running backs. So, different receivers, same results. So, the question is... Is it overreacting to say that, hey, maybe Patrick Mahomes has been a little underrated these past couple of years, not by people like us because we know how good Patrick Mahomes is, but you hear it all, especially on, on TV. Well, he's always he has elite talent around him, this and that. He has the best receiver, and he doesn't anymore. So, and same result. I'm not going to say underrated. I'm just going to say properly rated. Hmm. I think he's – I think – He's one of those quarterbacks that, despite his situation, would have still been one of the best. Yeah. The reason why, when we talk to like a perfectly good prime example of a quarterback who is probably going to regress, which is funny, he kind of already started, it's going to be Dak Prescott. 
Because Dak Prescott does not have Amari Cooper, his number one target. Granted, yes, I know Dak just got injured. Sorry, Cowboys fans. But I'm not your number one receiver, CD Lamb, was non was a non factor in this game. That was another thing I was gonna tell you. He was a non factor in this game. Does does this seem like the whole this looks like the Antonio Brown Juju Smith show. Exactly. Be- because that that's that's exactly what I was now, gonna say. I'm not trying to overreact, but because obviously Tampa's gonna finish as probably one of the top three defenses in yes, football this year. Of course. But but despite that, here's why I'm gonna say despite that. Because we also watched on Monday motherfucking night, we watched the Broncos and the Seahawks play and DK Metcalf being the number one dealing with Patrick Sertan still made plays. He still made plays with a lesser quarterback. Mm-hmm. If you think Geno Smith is better than Dak Prescott, kid yourself. Because, no. He's not. But Metcalf made his it plays. Did, it, did, it, it did feel good to see Geno Smith balling again, though. It did. It was great to see it. But like I said, DK Metcalf, despite his quarterback situation, balled out. Somebody like, prime example, DeAndre Hopkins, balls out despite his quarterback situation. The man has been thrown to by quarterbacks that ain't even in the league no more. Yeah. And was still producing 1,000-yard seasons. Yeah. Like, Sounds CD. a lot like Andre Johnson back CD, in the day. If you, this is for you. If you're going to step up, CD, this is the time, especially with Cooper Rush. It, but it, what's going to help him, which don't be surprised if this happens because Michael Gallup is supposed to be back either this week or next week. Mm-hmm. If Michael he was Gallup, lim- he's limited in practice today. If, if Michael Gallup is truly the number one in CD, is the number two. So, And I said this in the offseason. I said it's not the loss of Amari, just Amari Cooper. It's also that they lost Cedric Wilson. Yeah. Because those are guys that Dak was comfortable with. That Cedric Wilson is not a bad receiver. No, I'm not sitting there saying, "Oh my God, he's a phenomenal talent" or anything like that. But he's a he was great for that offense. He was trusted. Yeah, and he was great on third down when they needed to take the top off so CD could operate underneath, and then they could let Amari Cooper do his thing on the sideline, and then Michael Gallup does Michael Gallup things. Right now, his most reliable target looks like Dalton Schultz, who's playing on the fucking franchise tag this year. Yeah, crazy. So, yeah. So, we talked about the most intriguing game. What was the most shocking game? Oh, the Broncos Seahawks by far. Um, I, I mean, the Texans and Colts were kind of were kind of shocking too. Um, but um, the yeah, the 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 Broncos and Seahawks. I I didn't I didn't foresee. I thought the Seahawks were going to be formidable and not get blown out, basically. But on the flip side of that, I did not see them putting up that many points. So, yeah. Despite that, still, Cortland Sutton and um, Jerry Judy J- still looked good. Yeah. like, But they were all, the entire team, to include Russ, were a victim of the 12s. The, the crowd noise, which drew stupid penalties, all that type of stuff like that. Um, most shocking game for me was actually Vikings-Packers. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That was dumb. The, Vi- the Packers only scored seven points. And the reason why I'm going to remember this particular game for the rest of the season is because for all of those, for all these years, that said that Aaron Rodgers was that much better than Tom Brady. This was Aaron Rodgers' chance to show what he could do with lesser talent and overcome it and he could not. I don't know. I don't I don't think this is I don't think this game is an example of that. It is and, right now because and, that that right now this is the only film we have. Yes, I know Alan Lazard was out. No 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 no, no that that's 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 not what I mean. Um 
kind of kind of the situation with the Broncos. Uh, of course, the, obviously, you know, the 12th man thing or whatever, but how the hell do you fumble the ball twice on the goal line? Are you talking about the Seahawks here? Yes. Oh. Like, I, like that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like the Broncos. Like, how do you fumble the ball twice on the goal line? That's not a product of Russell Wilson's fault, and that would have probably led to freaking points, and they would have probably ended up yeah. winning that game. On the flip, like I just said earlier, these the, the receivers in Green Bay and the, and the tight – these dudes can't catch. They can't catch. They can't. They can't get separation. This is ridiculous. This is. This might be the worst receiver group I've seen in a while. This is horrible. I don't know, man. Patriots in Tom Brady's last year, this, the receivers was pretty trash. Yeah, but Cam Newton still came came the next year and took that team to seven wins. Just they they they, they were bad. But this is this is a bunch of. People that rookies, rookies that haven't played in the NFL, they they haven't adjusted to the speed. Nothing like this is it's this is ridiculous. Um, like I said, if Adam Lazard and Tanya don't get back on the field, yeah. this is going to get ugly real quick for Green Bay, real quick. Especially when they go up against their rivals and their rivals know know how to play them. Um, man, I this is this is what happened when you take you take all that money as a freaking quarterback. And yep. now you can't re-sign your number one target because at least if Devontae Adams was still there, he could draw a double coverage. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, let's go into um, another segment here. Talk about week two fantasy players who are going to turn it around. Ooh, yeah. So the first one that I believe right off the rip that's going to do that is going to be Kyle Pitts. Yeah, <laughs> that's think- on my list. The- eventually, as the season progresses, that Atlanta offense will be – comparable at best they're not going to be elite but they'll be average formidable they'll be average to slightly above average and kyle pitts and drake london will eventually do what it is they do best speaking of that drake london is on my list too he didn't have a bad game but no he had a better game than kyle pitts yeah um i did have i had debo samuel uh debo samuel for the i want people to throw that game out the fucking window of course, because despite that, Debo Samuel put up a decent game. Yeah, but see, the football, right? D- Debo had a good game, but it wasn't that good fantasy wise. Now, mean, it was, it, no, it, it was twelve. Yeah. It was twelve points, but yeah, if, for for listen, him, for him, it's not that good. I will take twelve points in a fucking slop fest game from yeah. a receiver who really wasn't gonna catch no passes, so he ran the ball. So, I also got on this list, uh, Cam Akers. Cam Akers put up zero. I'm talking about donuts. All he got to do is score two points, and he's already improved. Um, That's not what we mean by turn it around. Don't do that. My other other player that will turn it around, despite what we just talked about, is actually Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Like, Aaron Rodgers is going to turn around because he's he's an elite quarterback. Elite quarterbacks find a way, despite the situation, to make things better. I got uh, um, uh, Alvin Kamara. I think Alvin Kamara. They'll they'll eventually get it, get it down packed, giving the, handing the ball back off to Alvin Kamara because Jameis Winston is eventually eventually going to need to hand the ball off. He's not a, a pass happy quarterback that will use his arm and win you every single game. Not going to happen because he will turn the ball over. Absolutely, we know this, Mister Thirty and, for Thirty. And without Sean Payton, they seem like they were trying to rely on Jameis Winston more. And if they know what's good for them, they will start handing the ball back off to Kamara. Yeah. 
my other player, my last player, excuse me, that will also turn around in, in week two, which he'll turn it around tomorrow, Austin Eckler. Oh, for shit sure. So. And my last person on here, uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones will Fair turn enough. it around once. Against the Bears, he should be all right. Yeah. I think I think uh, once Aaron Rodgers gets it going, because they're one of the teams in the NFL that use the pass to set up the run instead of using the run to set up the pass. So, um they can once 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 Aaron Rodgers gets it turned around, they won't be able to stack the box and play single coverage all the way across the field because that's exactly what they did. Yeah. In this past game, and it worked to perfection. I mean, for sure. So, um, so look at um, our uh, let's go into our um, we kind of not bouncing around, but I wanted we wanted to structure this a little bit different. So we talked about our fantasy turnaround players. So let's talk about our week one fantasy regrets. So for me. It was not starting Gabriel Davis and Michael Thomas on all of my fantasy teams. The one, like, I didn't start them that combination in one of my leagues, and I ended up losing. But I, if I started them both, it wouldn't have made a difference because the guy I played blew us blew me out anyway. It's really, for me personally, is the only regret that I saw because everything else was what I ex- kind of expected from week from my play, my team in week one. My regrets. You know what? I got two. Okay. My regret. Well, I'm not gonna call this one a regret. Keenan Allen did get hurt, so I'm not really. Yeah, gonna there's, call... nothing, there's nothing you can do. Though. Yeah, but um, so I'm not gonna call that one a regret. It's just like a damn. Uh, my biggest regret is not playing. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire over Aaron Jones. Um, Fair or enough. that's 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 like a. But see, that's like a hindsight twenty twenty Monday morning quarterback type of yeah. regret. Or um, hell, I didn't even I didn't even play I didn't even play Jalen Waddle. That's a regret of mine that I didn't I didn't play Jalen Waddle. Um, see, over Cam Akers but in see, my flex. Here, here, so here's, here's my pushback on you with the Jalen Waddle. I understand why you didn't because be with with your co-host over here being a Patriots fan, you know he's gonna do something to make things more difficult, which. What he did was he slowed Tyreek Hill down. Yeah. And Jalen Waddle, now mind you, that slant that he caught and took on fourth down was sin fucking sensational. But actually, you know what? Um in in CJ's league, playing Aaron Rodgers was was no, I'm not gonna not playing Saquon Barkley is is obviously oh, yeah, no. that, the biggest yeah. regret because I played I did play Higgins. I wonder how many people did not play Saquon this week though, and I'm like, Ugh. but that's hard because see, like I drafted Saquon last year, and I was like, I'm not gonna draft. And for me, a regret <coughs> is the fact that I should not have drafted him last year because I would have drafted him this year, and probably been better off. Same with Christian McCaffrey. Why did I drafted him last year? And I'm like, why? I should have waited. Because they're typically anytime. Yeah, but you're good for let me wait it out and see what's going to happen. And then when it doesn't, yeah. if it doesn't work out, you're a waiver wire player. You, yeah. you, man, you waver the hell out of some crap. It don't, you, I don't even understand. I'd be like, what, I don't know what you be reading, what you be watching, how you see the game, but it'd be relatively somebody that ain't done nothing all season. He'd be like, I'm going to pick him up for this game. And this dude goes off for 25 points and is the savior of the team that week. And I'm like, how the hell? Every single freaking time you play me, that is the difference. The waiver wire. I am a waiver wire hunter. 
I'm not gonna have to do too much in waivers in our in our league and in CJ's league this year because I I because my drafts went really well. Mm-hmm. So in my money league though, I'm going back to an old strategy. I'm gonna stream defenses. So I actually dropped the Saints defense, and I dropped the Chargers defense. I'm streaming the Broncos defense this week against the Texans. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> and. I want to keep roster spots open for other players. Like, I have Michael Gallup in my IR spot, so I'll move him up into the actual roster. What's the chance that Davis Mills goes off? I don't know. I just need Patrick Sertan to pick his ass off a few times and Bradley (laughs) Chubb to sack him a few times and for them not to give up, you know, over 20 points, and we'll be fine. There you go. Like, it's, it's little things. All right, so let's get into our uh, primetime NFL picks. Yes. So we're gonna use the only picks that you're gonna get on the air, as far as the podcast goes. Bruising cues. We will make the rest of our picks. But you get four this week. But you do get four this week because we have two Monday night games. So let's start with the Chargers and the Chiefs. Tough game, right? Or you want to say that one for last? No, we don't have to save it for last. It's, um, just, it's a tough game. It's a tough game. Uh. I am going to take fuck. Um I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe we should save that one for last cuz that 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 is a brain aneurysm waiting to happen. All right. We'll start from the bottom. We'll start with the Monday Nighters, uh Vikings Eagles. Mm. Give me uh Damn, the Vikings looked good this week. Um Give me the Eagles. I think I think the Eagles had the more more impressive showing okay. this week. I do. I think and the Vikings were – I thought the Vikings were going to win the game anyway, but they played against a bunch of rookies. I'm taking the Vikings in this game. You taking your cousin? I'm taking, I'm taking second cousin um, simply because I watched that Eagles-Lions game very closely. Eagles were up 38 to, like, nothing basically, and the Lions were able to roar back. And the Vikings offense. That's a good point. The Vikings offense is much more explosive than the Lions. So I think this game is going to be a lot closer. I do think it's going to be a lot closer, but I think the magic number is going to be 28. Four touchdowns. I think which team scores 28? The team that scores 28 or more points is probably winning this game. So I'm going with the Vikings. Um, Next game, which was arguably one of the hottest games last season Titans and Bills it was a very exciting very competitive game last year they ended up playing twice because they played in the playoffs as well and the Titans lost man um that's a tough one I'm, ta- <laughs> I, I'm taking the Bills like, I'm that's, not even, that, for me that's not tough I'm I mean I mean it's not it, it's 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 only tough because that man is on the the other side with the Titans. That man is on the other side with the Titans. That's fine. But I'm going to stick with my number one overall pick in fantasy. And he's on both of my teams. And I am going to take that man that commands that team and that receiver that is freaking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> ironically, he was on the Vikings and he's the Minnesota Miracle. Yeah, <laughs> Bills. <laughs> All right, uh, division game coming up down the pipe. We got Packers versus Bears. 
last year, Aaron Rodgers said, I own you. Question is, with this new receiving core, do you still own the Give me Bears? the Packers. Give me All the right. Packers. I'm going to take the Packers, yeah. I think Aaron Jones, I think Aaron Jones is going to uh going to have a good game. I think he'll he'll definitely have a better game than he did this this past week. Yeah. Uh I think he'll 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 get close to get close to 100 with a uh with a score. And if Aaron Rodgers could at least manage a, t- a passing touchdown or two. 21 points can win this game. For sure. 21 points can win this game. So I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to take the Bears by three points. I don't think that's going out on a limb. It's a division game. I don't think there's nothing going out on a limb in a no, division. No, no, I'm going out on a limb because I'm going off of a fucking monsoon game last week. Yeah. And we don't know truly how Justin Fields and his offense looks. But these division games are so fucking weird. Hell, you don't know how the receivers are going to look for the Packers side in, the, in their offense. You don't. But I, like I said, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Bears by a field goal. Well, that's two picks already we don't agree on. Wow. Um, Way better than last week. Back up top now with the Chargers and the Chiefs. Give me... uh, Shit. Give me... um, Where are they playing? Uh, Good question. I don't know. I don't know if they're in Arrowhead or if they're in SoFi. I can tell you right now. Uh, Sorry, that's week one. Week two... Uh, looks like they are Arrowhead. Mm, in Arrowhead. One of the loudest stadiums in the U.S. I just, I can't foresee. They're both 1-0. Um, are coming off a of pretty solid win. Pretty solid wins. Even the Chiefs. Well, the Chargers are coming off of a division win. Which is which is solid like and a solid the, solid win. And then the Chiefs are coming off of beating another a, beating another AFC. No, NFC, NFC team. team. Sorry, NFC team. They blew them out the fucking water. I give me the Shoot, man. Keenan Allen is out. Uh, you know, give me the Chiefs. Give me okay. the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, give me the Chiefs. Uh I love me some Justin Herbert though, but yeah, give me give me give me the Chiefs. Uh I'm taking the Chargers. Okay. And yes, I know Keenan Allen isn't there, but the Chiefs killer is. And the Chiefs killer is Mike Williams. I know. Man. Mike Williams is averaging seventy five yards a game against the Chiefs. Austin Eckler's gonna be fine. JC Jackson may actually play in this game, which is a big change from last week. This is a chance for Didn't know that. There's <laughs> also a chance for the Thanks Chargers. For the update. There's also a chance for the Chargers to take over first place in the AFC West because if you beat the Chiefs, you've now beaten two division opponents. So this is a chance for the Chargers to finally show that they can be the number 1 team in this division. I just, I, so the pressure's on. I don't believe in that defense. Which defense? The Chargers. I do. I don't believe in that defense. I just I they, do. I they, like that defense have let me down over and over again. Khalil Even Mack, last year, they, Khalil Mack, Bosa, J.C. Jackson, like that defense, re, that defense reloaded in the offseason. I, I I know they reloaded in the offseason, but to me, outside of those three, they're still kind of lacking. And I mean, all you really need is those three to actually ball the hell out and wreak havoc. Uh, but one of the best safeties in football, Derwin James. Hello. Yeah. Well, I mean. Last year they were ranked damn near the bottom of the league with him too. So Sante Samuel Jr. Yeah. 
I'm not a believer in Asante no more. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did just beat the Raiders, and you know. Yeah, but I didn't think I didn't think the Raiders with, are the with, Raiders with, are just another intriguing yeah. team to me. With, with Devontae Adams going off, let me let me ask you this: If Devontae Adams was wasn't on that team, would you have even given the Raiders a chance to win? I didn't think the Raiders were going to win last week. That's, exactly. It didn't so, change anything for me. It didn't. It didn't move the needle, and as that's, people say. And that's what I'm. But they still almost with Devontae Adams. They still almost won that game. So that's where I'm more like a. Mm, I'm kind of hesitant because it was like you're supposed to be a way better defense this year, and you didn't really show me anything last week. And you had Derek Carr throwing the ball, and Derek Carr is not trash, but I mean, he's not a top ten quarterback. Or an elite quarterback. It's just a, he's a good one. So the only pick we agreed on was the Bills. Yeah. For our primetime games. Wait, I thought it was four of them. Did we pick all four? Yeah. Hmm. You chose the Packers. I chose the Bears. I chose the Chargers. You chose the Chiefs. I chose the Vikings. You chose the Eagles. That's three games. Yeah, and then we both chose the Bills. Oh, oh, oh okay, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's four. All right, well, there you go. Ooh, it's, it's getting it's getting toasty in here. It's the way I like it. <laughs> you got a game to make up. I do, one way or another. All right, so we at that good old-fashioned time of the show here where it's time to get our shout-outs going. Typically, we would follow it up with local brews, but I'm going to continue sipping on wine for this particular show, so that's how I'm going to brew it up. So you want to get us started with the shout-out? Yeah. Um, You got any more of those? Oh, you know it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Let me pass me those. Um, my shout out is going to here at the show. Our favorite producer, Mister Jew Fresh, my man, has dropped his own 2K23 Beats album on all streaming platforms. Yes, sir. Uh, I listened to the whole thing. Um, I'm definitely, I definitely want to pick pick one song, pick one uh, instrumental to make a song. See if we could come up with a song to it. Uh, my personal favorite right now is Curry Slide. I do like the Curry Slide. That's that's definitely by far my favorite. Yeah, Curry, Curry, Curry Slide Curry, hard. Curry, Curry slide is, <laughs> so uh, Curry, Curry Slide is is borderline legendary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Curry Slide hard. So uh, uh, shout out to him, and of course, just shout out to us. Season three, yeah, episode one. We here. Yes, sir. Um, so I'd like to give a shout out to somebody that we actually interviewed. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Mr. London Lawrence. Okay. Um, I was watching on Facebook. Um, he's out there at a he was at a, at a festival of some mm-hmm. sort, but he was um, Rolling Stone photographers taking pictures of him and stuff like yep. that. Like, it was great to see somebody that we interacted with recently just do continuing to do big things. Yes. So I thought that was a big deal. I was a big fan of that. So that was you know great to see. Um, That's the second time he's been shouted out in the show. Yep. Um, London, you doing big things, my boy. Uh, my second shout out is I'd like to give a shout out to my HTX Fear co-ed team. We made it all the way to the championship game this past uh, Tuesday, not this, but last Tuesday, and uh, we actually ended up losing in the finals by a touchdown. Wow! So so close games, very competitive games. Um, we played all season long. We were kind of up and down, but for the playoffs, we just decided to show up and show the fuck out, play our best football, and it clearly carried us all the way to the championship game and we were that close to bringing it home. That sounds like me in the league college league. Oh so, my god. Um we're off we are off this week. We started a new season this upcoming Tuesday. So we're going to go out there and go try to do big things. Keep pushing. That's it. All right. 
So, oh, he cracking open that uh, mm-hmm. cracking open that that uh, crown crown peach in a can, crown peach and tea. Excuse me. This was one of my favorites. I like the apple a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got two more segments beyond, then we'll close out this good old fashioned show. So, you want to hit him with the, with the CO, or you want to go into this college football marquee thing first? What you want to do? Ooh, ooh. Let's end it with the college football. All right, we're going to end it with college football. Let's first. end it with the college football. All right, bet that. Hit us with the So, with everybody, it. welcome back. The CO, as he just said, the crossover. I have been waiting to do this one because I had this one probably uh two weeks ago. But, okay. you know, uh, we were getting ready and gearing up for the NFL season. So, this one comes two weeks in the making. So, it's going to be good. All right. Recently, what is the hottest Marvel show? Right now. The hottest Marvel show? Mm-hmm. She-Hulk? She-Hulk. She-Hulk is the hottest Marvel show. You should know where this is going. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been watching She-Hulk it. has caused some controversy. Yeah. She-Hulk caused some controversy because a Houston rapper known as Megan Thee Stallion showed up on the show. Episode three. She is... She-Hulk's favorite rapper, as well as the actor whose name slipped my mind just now. Oh, I don't remember. She, she's her favorite rapper in real life, too. And they twerked in the office. One of them twerked. Well, I'm being nice here. The other one just moved their back up and down. Well, well you, know, like when, you know, like when you're in junior high and the girls go home and complain that they back hurt because mm-hmm. they don't know how to move their... Yeah, that's basically what that was. Um, So... This was a hot topic, and I think this was a hot topic I needed to touch on and the reason in the crossover too, because I am not sure people are aware that this is normal she hulk behavior. Yeah. And if you didn't read the comics, you don't understand to, to be blunt, she hulk is a hoe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jen, Jen, Jen is a thought. Like, She Hulk is a hoe. Like, in every sense of the word, she slept around over and over again. Let's go down this hit list real quick. She had Thor and Iron Man on that list. Thor, Iron Man, Star Fox, John Jameson, Clay Quartermain of S.H.I.E.L.D., Luke Cage, mm-hmm. Hercules. A lot of people don't know about the Hercules. I know you yeah. do, but Zapper. You know Iron Man is already on there. Uh, Twice over. And 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 the the most the 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 legendary one. But I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. The Juggernaut. She bro. She Hulk got passed around the same way. Uh, Wonder Woman got passed around in Justice League. Like that over there. <laughs> so that over there. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> so in today's crossover, this is gonna be good. This is going to be good. In today's crossover, the songs that remind me of the hoe called She-Hulk. <laughs> Let's start with number five. Oh, no, I picked six. Let's start with number six. Number six, I'm a Slave for You by Britney Spears. I love your reaction over there. I love it. I love it. Number five, Me and You, Cassie. This song here is just the epitome of whole activities. Bruh, I know them other girls, they've been talking. Oh, the other guys. Bruh, listen, 
the, the epitome of hoe activity. Number four, Ride by Sierra. You ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> you can just roll your eyes. I'm just going with the flow here. Number three, Partition by Beyonce. My eye quivered, sorry. Oh, man. Number two. Most of you might know this from the song Poetic Justice, but if you go back to the movie Poetic Justice, Anytime by Janet Jackson. Mm, literally. And I picked all females, too. Clearly. And number one. I really liked this song in high school before I knew what the hell was going on with this song because I didn't know what the word meant. Until I looked it up and then I realized. Promiscuous by Nelly Furtado. <laughs> now, we do got two honorable mentions here. We do. We got two honorable mentions. Promiscuous One. <laughs> me. The first honorable mention is another female singer. Singers, I should say. Because just about all of them besides Maya were known for a lot of thoughtish ways. Lady Marmalade. And if you know what the words mean, there's no contest here. If you don't think Maya was known for some whole tendencies, you don't listen to enough Maya. Uh, She is. It's my childhood middle school crush. Boy, that's my childhood middle school and adult crush. Maya ain't changed no... Love is like, whoa. Especially in that video. Um, And then, the all-time greatest song to describe any hoe on the planet... Use a hoe by Ludacris. There it is, people. Oh. The top songs that describe the hoe. That hoe. is She-Hulk on the crossover today. I'm just going to throw an honorable mention that is not a female-led song, but kind of fits. Contagious. Oh, that's a good one. Osley Brothers. Everything. Or in this case, Ronald Osley, but... Everything I think I think it was Ronald Isley featuring the Isley Brothers and R. Kelly and yeah, which is crazy because R. Kelly's name's not on the credits. No. And I don't even know who the girl was that sang that sang the girl part. She's I don't not. Either. Yeah. Oh, that's right. a good one. That one fits definitely. There it is, people. For those of you that did not know, She Hulk was a She Ho in the comics, <laughs> and that's why. You see thought shit on She-Hulk. Hands on your knees. That's exactly what happened. Boom. Mic drop. I need a mic drop drop. <laughs> I need some drops. I'm tired of people flaking on these drops, man. DJ Primetime? I need some drops. Like I, I need these. I got a whole switchboard I can't even use because I ain't got no drops. What about DJ Primetime? I might have to reach out to him. Yeah. I think Somebody, he, do, yeah. he might do drops. I think he does do drops, yeah. We'll figure it out. All right. So let's get to this closeout section. We talked about it. We're going to look at these and highlight a couple of marquee college football games. And there's not a lot this weekend. There's not. Like, you had to scrub through this list kind of hard to even find anything worth the shit. So the first marquee matchup I liked that I looked at was Oklahoma and Nebraska. I thought about putting that one on mine. Because it's such a long, storied rivalry. Yeah goes back a long way um OU is still kind of figuring themselves out 
you know, you lost your you lost your quarterback and your coach to USC. Mm-hmm. Um, Nebraska, you that damn transfer portal. Boy, I tell you what now. And then Nebraska is, you know, Nebraska. Every year they're either they're always consistent, but yeah. you never know if they're gonna be like eight win consistent, ten win consistent. But they're always consistent. Yeah, they don't have they don't have a lot of losing seasons. No, they really don't. And so, they don't have a lot of. They, I don't. I can't remember a year in the past ten years when Nebraska just absolutely was trash. Exactly. So, um, the other marquee game, which for me personally is marquee, just because I'm like. I'm probably the one game. I'm one of the few games I'm actually going to legitimately tune in and watch is Miami and Texas A&M. I got that one as one of that, my games that too. That has a that has a chance to be a very explosive game. That has a chance for somebody to drop out the top twenty five. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, if Texas A&M loses this game, they're going to drop out the top twenty five. Oh, you mean they'll be like fucking Notre Dame, who's zero and two? Exactly. Losing to fucking Marshall. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I'm not going to lie to you. Then you got your ass whooped in week one. Yeah, nah, fam. <sighs> Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. Bum, 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 I mean, bum, your, bum. Coach, your coach left and got smacked at LSU by Florida State last week. Like, bro, stop. Not to mention Scott Frost got fired this uh this week as well. I don't, I don't even – college football this year so far – has been unpredictable and from, unbelievable. From from, I would have I I mean, I would have never thought that the Alabama Texas game would have been that good. Good and controversial. Because and controversial. Yeah. Fuck no, you can't tell me that wasn't a safety. You can't at this point, like right now, you can't even tell me had Texas not lost their starting quarterback, they wouldn't have won that game. Um, yeah. I they, think if they don't lose their starting quarterback, they lose. They win that game probably twenty eight to seventeen. They looked like the better team with with the starting quarterback, and they they still look like a very good team with the backup. So they hung in there. Yeah, shout! I forgot the backup. I forgot the backup quarterback name. His well, name. It don't even matter because he was the starter before. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder what they're gonna do next year. Oh, that's when Archie's coming, huh? Yeah. Mm. Decisions, decisions. Somebody's going into the transfer portal. Yeah. If 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 Archie is told he is going to start and doesn't have to take a red shirt season, somebody's leaving. So, yeah. uh, fair enough. I don't know. Uh, Not to mention what U of H losing to fucking Texas Tech after barely beating UTSA. Yeah. Like, so and now and now you're about to move over to the Big Twelve. It's it's, fun, it's funny that you say that because my because obviously I picked the Miami and. Texas A&M game. But it's funny that you say that because my second... You didn't say UTSA in Texas, did you? I, no, UT's not playing UTSA this, this week. Who's UTSA? UT's playing? playing Kansas, and that was my second my second game. And the reason why I picked that as my second game, it's a preview of next year. Of... Uh, I say UT. I mean U of H. My bad. U of H. Yeah. It's, U of H is moving to the, the Big, Big 12, 12 next year, and it is a preview of what's to come. And Kansas is currently unbeaten. Exactly. So, U of H. Jayhawks. You, U of H, if you're out there listening, I need you to go over there and pull this one off. Because if you don't, you're entering the Big 12, and you're sucking, it's not looking too promising anymore to go to U of H. Because when y'all were in CUSA, y'all were dominating all the damn time. Well, you already lost to Texas Tech, who's in the Big 12. Well, yeah. Like, so then what? You, you're going to play Baylor. 
Yep. Because Baylor's still in the Big 12. Kansas, yep. Kansas State, both still in the Big 12. Yep. If I remember correctly, U of H, um, U, um, Southern US, UF, UFS or whatever, the weird yeah, team. Uh, USF. Yeah, yeah. They're moving over. Yep. Um, somebody else is coming over for the Big 12, too. Uh, <clears throat> it was one more team. Um, it was three. They were all coming together. I can't think of who it is. But uh, I don't know. Big Twelve be up for grabs though. That's for sure. Hey, will it? Will they be up for? Uh, the, will they really be up for grabs? Do you think that? Yeah. I forgot Iowa's in the Big. Oh man. Iowa, Iowa State. Oh. Kansas, Kansas State, Baylor, Texas Tech. Oh, it's uh. Because uh, Birmingham, BYU. What? B- oh, it is BYU. B- BYU. Shit. Oh, it's not yeah. USF. It's UCF. There we go. UCF. I'm so sorry, oh. Central Florida. Cincinnati, too. That's the other one. Yeah. Well, Cincinnati ain't got Spencer Rattler in it no more. But, but I mean, oh, no, the Big C- Cincinnati's be- always formidable, though. They've yeah. just, they just Look, been good. The, the Big 12 is going to be very vulnerable. And then you got, you, you got like, now you've got Oregon talking about leaving the Pac-12, going to the Big 10. Yeah. Which is a big deal because now Oregon being Oregon moving to the Big Ten for basketball is a massive change. First of all, massive, that's a massive fucking change. So we'll see how that goes in the coming months. I don't know, man. College, college is weird to me because I am now under the impression that if you don't keep up with what sports have changed conferences, it gets very freaking complicated. Like. Yeah, because now Oklahoma had to cancel their their home and homes with Tennessee and Georgia because they're moving to the to the SEC, which they weren't going to take place until twenty twenty three and twenty thirty or some shit like that. I don't know, but it doesn't matter because the Pac twelve. I mean, the, the SEC is about to be real ignorant. SEC is loaded. It's but, so stupid that they. It's so stupid that they all can't play each other. The best part is the question is going to come down to are they going to put UT and A&M in the same fucking side of the SEC? They need to. You make the Red River rivalry a division game? They need to, but... But the question comes, if you have Texas and Texas and Oklahoma, who's playing on the same side as Alabama? The argument can be made that Texas needs to be on the same side as Alabama and OU on the same side as A&M. I'm not. I'm not against that. It's so, that's, that's kind of like a that's kind of like an NFL thing too. Imagine this for the sake of ratings. If you ever in the college football <clears throat> lifestyle would have an SEC championship that would be UT versus A and M, or the Red River rivalry as the SEC championship with Texas and Oklahoma. Like, just imagine how much bigger. Which is already hard to outdo that game, but imagine the game being with that type of stakes on the line now. That's that's almost as big as Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> it's on the same level. Yeah, uh, I mean, we, of course, we get the Iron Bowl every year between you know we get Alabama Auburn. Um, that's a that that rivalry is going down the drain now. It has, but it's still a big game for the like, two like colleges. A, a, a couple of like seven years ago. When Auburn was loaded with freaking talent, Auburn was loaded, Clemson was loaded, uh, and Alabama. Oh man, I mean, you that still was got beautiful. USC, UCLA. Ah, uh, that that's more intriguing in basketball than in football. 
I like I like what's happening in football with with UCLA too. I mean, it's not terrible, but we'll see. Time goes on, right? I, exactly. So we're looking forward to it. It's gonna be a great week two of football, college and pro for that matter. Um, it's gonna be great. Curious to see how these picks are gonna line out. Um, tune in for bruising cues as we will make our remaining NFL picks for the weekend. We're going to do that Saturday morning for shit sure. Yes. <clears throat> I'm good for that. Okay. Um, be looking down the pipe. We got more WWE reactions coming down the pipe. We got oh, a, lot of, oh, oh, a lot of stuff. A oh, oh. lot of stuff to catch up on in the world of the WWE for my WWE fans out there. So be looking for that coming soon as well. I'm loving Triple H. So we're looking at getting the round table set up for that. That should be nice and fun. Um, like I said, it's going to be a very exciting weekend. I don't even know if you can top week one of the NFL college combination. Because last Saturday, Sunday was one of the best weekends of football I've ever encountered in my entire fandom life. There was there was enough upsets I watched, I watched, all around. Yeah, I watched nothing but football for Saturday and Sunday. I didn't watch shit else. I watched Little League football on Saturday. I, I did not. I watched college all day, and then I watched NFL all day. It was beautiful. Week two, I don't know if it'll be that level of exciting, but it's still going to be good. You ever thought about coaching youth football? I really know a, a, a youth football team that could use a coach like you because they're very unfreaking disciplined. I don't know. Mm. It's not the kids I'd be concerned about. It's the parents because I'll probably piss their parents off. No, there's no possible way. Damn. The parents are too far away in the stands, first of all, because they play at GCM. And secondly, the parents are complaining about the coaches not having their kids disciplined. And parents will this is the first time I ever heard a parent was like, I don't care if you gotta get up in my kid's face and scream and tell him watch the bu-. bruh, we we played for those of you that don't know, I am the official DJ for the Baytown Broncos. So Yes, sir. Um they the junior team committed ten false star penalties, three delay of games in freaking peewee football. And uh you trying to get me to blow a gasket. And I think like four offsides and one illegal uh formation on offense. Ugh. And I've never seen coaches that are just like y'all got to do better. What? I couldn't coach that team. Y'all got to do better. Nah, fam. The fuck y'all doing? <laughs> Laps for everybody. In the middle of the game. Laps. Call a timeout to run some air raids. I don't give a fuck. I'll burn all three of them bitches. It's it's, it's tough. And I got to be the announcer, the commentator, Mm-mm. and the DJ. Oh, I'll be clowning. Oh, man. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be one too so bad. You know, I'll be one to oh, talk nah, my I'll shit. I'll do it. I don't give a fuck. They pretty much told me limited to when they get a first down touchdown will make a nice play or a turnover. Oh, so Lord. Don't tell me what to do. <sighs> Don't have me as an MC and then tell me what the fuck to do. Yeah. Well, then you, you, you taking all the fun out. Well, they pay the money, so whatever. This is true. They do pay the money. <laughs> I ain't gonna be too mad at them. But, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Season 3. Episode pre- 1! This is the premiere! And can, we had a great time. Can we get always. an applause there? Let's get an can applause there. Can we get an applause? Somewhere. I don't know. 
so lame, but it works. <laughs> these, fucking, these fucking drops are trash. <laughs> it's what came with the fucking Mayono caster, so it's what we got. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But it is what it is. Like I said, we appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for continuing to rock and roll with us. Tune in to us. We appreciate all of our dedicated listeners that pretty much listen to every single episode that we push out. So we appreciate y'all more than y'all will ever know. Um, I had people hit me up today talking about, man, I got to catch up, man. I've been behind. I was like, hey, man, yep. we, we starting season three tonight, so y'all better get with it to get lost. Cause we moving, baby. We moving. This train is going. And get lost is not an option. You better get with it. I'm trying to tell you, you better <laughs> hang on to the caboose then, shit. Hey. But, hey, we'll see y'all next week. We got some stuff. Actually, we'll see y'all in a couple days. For Bruising Cues, exclusively on YouTube. And, of course, GentlemanTalk.com or GentlemensTalk.com. Every video that we ever do will always populate on the website. Be looking out for some merchandise coming down the pipe this season. Got we a got, few things in the mix to work on. So We got Big Homie coming up soon with his interview. So, uh, yeah. If you're big into fragrances, you definitely want to tune in for that. You're big into local authors, you want to tune into that. If you want some homie wisdom, tune in for that. Yeah. I am Mr. GQ. I am DJ Micah B. We out. When you see me in my zone, I'm locked in. Not clocked in, I'm never fine.